Into sports. 20 yards out. Urge to shoot. Don't shoot. Oh, oh what a goal for Fabinho. Wow. Then get into the all-new OTB Sports app. I think when he apologizes to me, I probably will say hello to him. Yeah, no. Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Abregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what do we get a slap? Plus exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports, ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. The OTB Podcast Network. Now you're welcome along. It's the latest in our series of GAA roadshows in association with Supervalue. We're calling on GAA fans across the country to support where you're from. You can check out youtube.com forward slash Supervalue Ireland for more information. Now this championship is flying by. Suddenly semi-final weekend is upon us. To that end, the main man is here in studio, Kieran Donaghy. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm Three very well. Apart. We've kept it, kept it legal. <laughs> uh, so semi-final weekend, the championship is flying by. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, I don't know what to feel about it. It's kind of, I was always, I, I spent 15 years giving out about how long and how drawn out and the gaps we had to wait for games. And, and here I am kind of going, geez, we're in semi-final time already. This is going to be over in two weeks. So <laughs> I think we might get the balance right next year, this February to, to, July, or to end of June or July thing sounds, sounds proper. That five months sounds good. We'll never get the balance right if Hopefully. there's one thing, one thing for sure. So look, excitement is ramping up in four counties at least, or certainly three of them. One is just uh, cruising along as we know they do and we'll be talking to Jason Sherlock and Pillar Caffrey later on. But they are very happy in Tipperary. Pat Short, hello. <laughs> yeah, absolutely delighted. Hello, how are you, JP? Yeah, good. Um, we're, <laughs> we're thrilled, yeah. So the famine is over after 85 years. How did you spend that Sunday? <laughs> um, I got very drunk. I don't remember much of the Donegal match. <laughs> I had a friend of mine uh, from Donegal text me and he said, I didn't know you would big balls in Tipperary. And I had to text him back and say, mainly down around South Tip. <laughs> uh-huh. But it was great. It was fantastic. I mean, it's great. I've been watching that team for a long time. Um, like where I come from, uh, uh, it, it would be a lot more hurling, you know, to me up in North Tipperary. Um, uh, Turles is where I'm from but I look we all support all Tipperary teams there's no doubt about it but we wouldn't have a huge knowledge of what's going on uh, in the football uh, normally but that team I was watching because I, I had an interest in it many many years ago um, my nephew played with a lot of the lads there and Pat come here to me if you, if you would a lot of these hurling people now have spitened, uh, heightened interest in this kind of uh, in this football team now heading into an All Ireland semi final? The fact that the hurlers are gone is, is there much more focus on the footballers in all of Tipperary this week? Absolutely. I mean, uh, she had nothing else to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, were the Camogie knocked out as well. I think um, recently. So um, yeah, yeah, huge amount. I mean, look, it's it's fantastic, and I think uh, I think with the jerseys on last that last uh, in the Munster final, beating Cork was amazing, uh, and there was something about that that whole uh, bloody Sunday event as well. Would you would you have would you have been a fan of keeping these jerseys the on for the, it, for it the semi-final? Me of the match. Uh, be, oh, listen, they'd love to keep them on. Um, it was it reminded me of of the game in Croke Park with uh, Ireland and England in the rugby, or the Tom and Park Munster playing the All Blacks a couple of years ago. Um, it had that kind of excitement about it, which was great. And so, what's the lay of the land then, Pat? So you were saying North Tipperary, South Tipperary, one's hurling, one's football. Like, is this militant stuff? Like, would, would, would all the clubs be dual or would some of them not play hurling or not play football at all? Give us the lay of the land and tip. I'm not too sure what the crack is. 
Well, it would be like North Riding. I know it's all Tipperary now. It used to be North Riding, South Riding, and there was almost a divide. It's a bit like Cork in the sense North Cork would be really hurling and down West Cork, South Cork would be very football, that rivalry against Kerry. You would have always had traditionally like Clonmel, that kind of area, uh, would be more football kind of driven. Now, you do have a few players. I know there's, there's a couple of players up around Port Row and places like that as well, but predominantly... I, when I was growing up as a kid, it would have been more down that, the south, that kind of end of things. And I think that, I, like, I, I wouldn't have, no, I wouldn't have played a whole lot of GA myself. But I do think there was a kind of thing where a lot of the hurling teams wouldn't really, uh, they wouldn't even train for football. You know, it wouldn't have been that big at all. Okay, and so was the football fan a little bit forgotten and tipped then over the last eighty-five years? <laughs> it, it's funny yeah I, I think so and it's funny if you look at the All-Irelands in, in the very early starts of, of uh, the GA it was the Tipperary footballers were, were very very big you know um, so yeah it would have been the last that, that I, I, I mean I certainly wouldn't have I don't think I, I would have even held the football in, in uh, school in Turles oh really so it was like that yeah yeah Ge- genuinely um, it would have been all hurling Okay. Um, it reminds me of a gig I did in, in I did a gig up in uh, in Dundalk one time, and there's a saying that you you you'd, you'd always used to have years ago was like, uh, that's not my yoke going. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> beg your pardon. Um, there was <laughs> I thought I had that switched off, but there was a, there's a saying we used to have at home. Well, by the hurling, and it's kind of like you know, are you, are you, are you, what are you up to? You know, just and I remember saying to a young fella, I was dressed in character, and I turned around to him in the audience. I said, "Well, are you hurling." I was dressed as a priest at the time, one of the sketches I was doing, and he says, "No, father, all football around these parts." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so back, back, back in the day, growing up, back in the day, growing up, if they found a football on the field in Turles, they'd burst it and give you a hurl. Is that the crack then? I, they wouldn't even know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, it's a strange time to win a Munster title for the first time in 85 years. Obviously, I mean, if this was in the height of summer, you'd have people in the pubs chatting football, excitement to be building, there'd be flags everywhere, bunting everywhere. It's probably a little bit hard to gauge the sense of excitement, which I'm sure is there. Yeah, I think they, I didn't. They do a drive through through Ballyporeen and that down that neck goes. But they, they certainly, um, it, it is it is a strange time. There's no doubt about it. And even the time of year that the matches are on, you know, under a lot of floodlit. I mean, the summer would have been obviously it would have been the summertime. I think it's great actually to see the matches back to back and a bit of knockout as well. It's a, a, and to see the different teams like see Cavan up there, see Kerry getting knocked out was really strange. You know, easy no pass. Um, so it's been. <laughs> I know, but it, it is. I mean, who would have thought it? I mean, who would have thought that, that a cock beat and carry? So it's it 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 really has thrown up a really strange championship this year, you know, which has been great. Uh, I think it's it's great to see it. Would you would you um, be a fan yes, for keeping strange. that going forward? Knockout knockout football, and it's it's that clean cut. It does it bring an edge to the game? Because I think we've had an edge in the game this year, even without crowds. So I can only imagine if it was in this situation next year with, with crowds or even in two years' time with, with proper crowds in the game, with the fear factor of if we lose today, it's out. I think it brings something. Would you be a fan of keeping it going forward? Well, it certainly brought something to it this time around. I don't know. If, like, I think it, it caught people by a bit, a bit of shock. You know what I mean? Uh, suddenly you turn around and say, what? Kerry, you're gone. Like surely there's no back door, there's nothing there, and that that really kind of 
focus people on the games, I think, definitely. Mm. And I know certainly with, with Tipperary uh, getting to the Munster final, the chance that they could take on Cork and beat Cork um, was was kind of exciting. Uh, and when they did, Cork are gone now and, and they're moving on to semi-final of an All-Ireland straight away. Absolutely. it's it's it's. I think we've forgotten how exciting that knockout process was. It was, it, it was very... I mean, I know for some of the weaker counties, I suppose that was... The, uh, that was why it was probably brought in. They, they weren't really having much of a, a championship some some places. Uh, and Tipperary probably suffered that a long time ago as well, you know, in the football. So I know it's it's good to see some teams getting a second chance, there's no doubt about it. Mm. And if you see, I think... I, I definitely thought I saw it in Tipperary hurling that, uh, like the last couple of years, they might have lost the first game in the championship. And then they had to go kind of backdoor route and play a lot of games and got stronger and stronger and stronger with the more games they were playing uh, and ended up in the All-Ireland two years ago. Pat, stay with us. We have another yeah. Tipperary legend with us. Uh, Declan Brown played for Tipperary for 11 years. One of their great players, represented Ireland in the international rules. Uh, twice an All-Star, up until Quinn Livin in 16. He was their only All-Star and he's twice an All-Star. Munster Football of the Year in 98. Seven county titles as well. Declan, how you doing? Hey, Joe, how you doing? Great to have you with us. So, uh, I, I mean, Pat said he drank most of that Sunday and I'll be honest, probably into Wednesday, Thursday as well that week. What about you? And I'm glad you start. You sorted into here and there. It stays me to bother doing to carry anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I, I I watched it at home with with the my wife and my two girls. So um, you know it was it was it, these things are more than a monster final to to tip footballers. You know um, at the occasion everything is, is is just is just special and and like I, I'm on record saying it that once Kerry were out of the equation, like we always felt that we had a chance against Cork. You know, and that's not cocky or arrogance, but it's just there was something there that you know these guys who had played all along up to it, all the way up underage and, you know, beating Kerry and beating Cork. So like, and a lot of experience in that team as well. So, you know, it was, it was a fierce, exciting household. Um, obviously, listen, we all cried after it at the end of it because we're waiting so long for it. And it's, it's something, you know, that we all dreamed of someday happening and someday being part of it, you know, so um, that was, was, was special. And I hear you're saying there, but the celebrations, like it's a real pity. Like we should be celebrating this for the next six months. You know, it's a real pity that there's no cups going to schools or going to clubs or pubs or whatever. You know, so it's a real pity that way. But on the flip side of that, if if the championship was played in normal circumstances, we wouldn't have won it because we wouldn't have had Mikey Quinn living around or Liam Casey around or Colin O'Reardon around. So mm. you know, we can't we can't have it everywhere. So we're not going to we're not going to complain about the the celebrations. It's it's just special to 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 have one less on the week. Do you know, what's interesting about this is you expect when you're bridging an 85-year gap that there'll be blood and thunder and late drama. And, you know, Cavan against Donegal was a roller coaster of a game. But actually, you know, weirdly, this is a, just a brilliant crop of Tipperary players. Things have been done right in the county of late. So, you know, you've got the minor champions of 2011. Uh, there was an under-21 All-Ireland final in 15. Tip were in the senior semi-final in 16. And against Cork in this Munster final, this 85-year bridge... They just won it in routine fashion. They were just the better team and never looked in much doubt, you would have to say. It was almost counterintuitive the way they did it. Yeah, I think if 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 the goal if Michael Quinlivens or the goal is stood, you know, we'd we'd have won it comfortably. But like that's the very pleasing thing for me, Joe, to be honest, is it's not a fluke. You know, some sometimes in games we were involved in, there might have been a penalty given or a penalty missed or someone sent off or someone black card. This is completely on merit. And that's the most pleasing thing for me that this group, they deserve that because they were by far the better team. You know, three points is probably 
Um, it doesn't do the, the scoreline justice in the end. Um, you know, they played ball, but on the other side of it is like Cork took out Kerry and they probably thought that was their monster final. So, you know, there's there's that side to to it too. But our guys are, you know, they're they're confident guys. They're they're used to winning. And, you know, and that's that stood that shone bright on last Sunday week in the Munster final. They, the, the occasion didn't get to him either, which was which was great. And to see the jerseys. So you couldn't you couldn't have marked the, the weekend uh, any better. Like you, Dick, I, I thought, to be honest as well, looking into that week and looking at the forwards, I thought Tipperary actually had the better forwards uh, that could win, go and win a Munster final. And the weather was given OK and it was down in a big open pitch in Parky Cueve. So like you, I fancied him. But, you know, it, it's fine fancying them and it's, and it's fine when yeah. you're ahead, you know, 10 minutes uh, into the second half. But I guess what were you most proudest of when the final whistle went as a fan? Because I was... You know, I think every neutral was cheering the man, but definitely Kerry Cork rivalry. I was cheering the man. Probably Hillary said it was like <laughs> Kerry were playing in the game. She said, "We relax." Uh, what were you most proud of when that final whistle went? Was it the eighty-five years? Was it the fact they did it on the Bloody Sunday commemoration, or was it a factor I, of all those things? A factor, of, yeah. I think like the, the long wait, Kieran, is is you know eighty-five years is an awful long time. A lot of a lot of good people have gone. A lot of good footballers have gone through the, the system. You know, so I think it's it's it, it was Connor Sweeney even mentioned like it's a everyone played their part, you know, over the last eighty five years, which is you know I don't mean to sound corny or anything like that, but it was nice to hear that that like we all dreamed and we all strive to to get to that to that that holy grail, let's say. But um, for the boys to do it in such fashion, and I, I don't think it was commented on after as well, like, like the way they conducted themselves, like Connor Sweeney, the way he spoke, and you know, yeah. even leading up to the Munster final was was incredible, you know. Um, and I think once you hear that after, I know it's easy it's easy to say it after, but you knew this there was something special going to happen um, because they were focused, they were fully in control. For the, like we usually, if we're in a Munster final years ago, you, you go mad, you go nuts for the two weeks, you know, and you, you might you might scupper your chances. But these guys were, you know, they were fairly down to earth and, and got on with their job. And with all the hullabaloo, the bloody Sunday, here, like they never lost focus, you know. And we we could have we could have lost that game and got the pat in the back. And oh, wasn't it a great weekend? And you know the, the usual story, but it, it wasn't to be. And I think they were just so possessed. And obviously, like Colin O'Reardon coming back was, you know, was was massive, especially coming down the home straight. He was probably the the big difference. So a lot of things fell into place for us. There's no point in saying any different. Um, but like, we have mighty good footballers, and I think if there's a David Power, he learned from from the Kerry match with the way Cork set up. We broke him down, and we delivered quick ball in, and you know the rest is the rest is history, really. And Declan, what's the word in the county then? I mean, you soldiered for a long time, and would have loved a day like the lads have enjoyed this year. And we've we've seen this brilliant generation coming through. Is that because Tip has got its house in order, and we're going to see successive generations now coming through of a high standard, or is this just a bit of a golden generation that has almost come through in 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 a you know strange way that sometimes yeah. golden generations do? Yeah, I suppose you go back to 2016. We probably thought we peaked and and we were written off. And I suppose results after that didn't go too too well. But like I think it was was it sixteen or seventeen? We were on the last day in the league. We were kicking the ball away from going to Division One in the league. You know, so like this, you don't do that by by chance. Um, you know, and you, you mentioned it there, Joe, earlier about the eleven winning team. Mm. We probably should have backed that up in twelve. With with a minor team was was probably better than the eleven team. Ross Common beat us in the in the All Ireland semi final. You know, so we're used to playing in big big occasions. And and like this is a this, there's no point in saying if this is a this is a super group, super bunch uh, over the last 10 years who stuck together, who are good friends. Like the, the, the group coming through um, after this, like they're not, like we know ourselves, like there's not much 
really coming through, you know, and right, I hate okay. saying that. So like we're hoping that we can bring keep this group together for another two or three years and bring bring through three or four more you know, every year. We don't need to bring 20 or 15 or 10 through at a time. It's just to keep the thing ticking over and like what what what, what better starting point than, than last Sunday week if, 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 if anyone wants to play football, you know, they will after this. Deck, do you know the way, I know you were a prolific hurler as well and I know you put on an exhibition in, in, in a game in Parky Cueve uh, a few years back so you're, you're well <laughs> capable in Pat's game as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> a good few hurlers um, um, good at the football too I know that John McGrath I know John Maher who was captain of the footballers who went into the hurlers was there was there goals made at them to try and bring them back in because realistically this could be the last time that, that Sweeney Quinlevin uh, um, uh, Colin O'Reardon sit inside in the same dressing room you know Mikey made it clear that he wanted to go on a bit of a break Colin will be going back to Sydney the year won't the, the time frame probably won't sort, uh, suit him to get back yeah. into that dressing room again do you think there could have been a play made to, to see if any of these fellas could add anything could there be factors in improving training over the last three weeks and getting it down or do you think he's gone the right way about it by probably sticking what he has I think yeah the latter there Kieran. you know um, like Colin coming back like he was back seven or eight weeks so that was a big that was a big call to make as well because you have lads training all year all but year. like he was back there for, for seven or eight weeks so that I think we got away with that um, personally I, I don't think they can go back looking for lads now because um, like we've achieved this it's special it's, it's momentous I think it would be a backward step for the younger guys on the panel like I know my own club mate, this club mate of mine, um, was wasn't on the panel. He was on the twenty six for the player match, but he wasn't on the twenty six for the the monster final. You know, so that's that's disappointing for a young lad. And like Colin came back in and deservedly had to start. You know, but if we were to add more from the hurling side to that, you're going to upset the whole. Like for me, Kieran, if 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 you're inviting these lads back in, you have to involve them. You can't just put them on a an extended panel. You know, I think it would defeat the purpose. So, you know, you you could upset everything, the, all the goodwill and everything that has been done over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, you'd love to have them from the start if they were if they made themselves available. Like John Mayer, for example, like it's, I feel so, so sorry from that. Like he was watching both games at the yeah. that weekend. He, he wasn't part of the Harlem panel. And he was captain, like, Dick, am I right in saying that? That he was captain at the start of the year with the footballers? Oh, do, 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 I don't know. No, I'd say Connor. No, Connor was captain. Connor was captain from the get-go, yeah. okay. Yeah, um, you know, so... I know you can you can say like you make your bed you to you to you lie in it like um but John like obviously we all got the we all got the um the hunger to go out the hurling and to give it a try but like for a guy with such a nice guy yeah. such a good talented hurler and footballer to be sitting down at home watching the two matches was an absolute disaster you know um whereas he was a certainty on the football team Kieran you know but yeah. like they're, they're the choice you make and you know who'd have thought we'd be monster champions so. Hindsight, hindsight is great, but it's it's a real pity, and we have so many players like that that fall through the net. That you know, Paul Maher is another guy from Kilshield and Kilcash. You know, he was on the football last year. True, she was lot with the hurlers, didn't make the panel. So you know, you, you could, the list is, is endless there, and I could keep going on naming names, but you know, it's 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 a real pity. But it's a hurling county, Kieran, and it, it'll never change. And we need to we've gotten on with it for all all along, and it's nice to get the just rewards. Um, at the end of it, there two weeks ago. Fantastic. Yeah. Sick of these hurling types and Tipperary taking over there. <laughs> <laughs> Full of themselves. Look at them there. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Come here now. This is, and I, I promise everyone, we are not going down a, a, a championship structure debate here. I'm not going to do that to us. But I just want to ask you one question, uh, Declan, because you're well placed to answer it. So I listed out all your achievements there. Uh, you know, this brilliant, brilliant player for Tipperary. And I made a point of not mentioning the fact that you won the Tommy Murphy Cup in 05. I'm wondering, did anyone notice? You know, maybe outside of Tipperary, I suspect they didn't. So... There's talk of tier two coming in. You've been that soldier. You've won the Tommy Murphy. And look, we can all promise now as media we'll cover a two, tier two championship as well as tier one. Probably won't happen in reality. Was Tommy Murphy, was that a brilliant year in your sporting life or did it feel very much like second class citizen? I ask that with a view to what's going to happen in the future. Um, like to be honest with you, Joe, for me, and like this is personal, um, like for me to walk to Hogan stand steps and to lift a trophy, is something I'll never forget. Right. Like, and I've said, I've said it before, even if it was an egg cup I was lifting, to walk those famous steps was, was incredible, you know? And I know it was the Tommy Murphy Cup, um, you know, fairness to Sean Kelly, he brought it in for, like, weaker counties, they hate saying the word, but that's what we were. Um, you know, we, we went into, I think we got hammered by Kerry, here, remember, in, in 05 in, in Thurles, um, and we lost the qualifier by a point and missed the last, the last kick of a game to draw the match against... Paddy's West Mead, you know, and then we, we this Tommy Murphy Cup came about. And the funny, the funny part about it is, we played Ross Common in the semi-final of that in Thurles on a Tuesday night. Like you, you couldn't, you couldn't make it up. And it, like Ross Common travelled down on a Tuesday night, so they were missing a heap of players because because of that, you know. So that would probably tell you the real value of it. But when you realise then you, you you're going to play in Crow Park, I learned semi-final Sunday before Tyrone and Armay, I think. You know, that was, to, to us, that was the buzz of playing before 60,000, 70,000 people in the second half. And that was great. But, like, to answer your question, like, we, we won that. We were delighted to win that. We got a trip to New York out of it, which was, <laughs> special, which was special as well. You know, these little things. Um, did we have much love for it the following year? No. You know, and that's the worry I would have. And I, I recall my last game, actually, for, for Tip in 07. If you, if you remember, Kieran Day, Division four teams were exempt from the qualifiers. They were straight into the yes. into the Tommy Murphy Cup. And we played Clare and Art Finn and, and John Owens, my club mate, was was manager. And this is no word of life to ring players the morning of the, the match to see could they play younger guys, young minors. So right. to me, tier two, you know, I, I would have because we were weaker back then, I would have said probably it's the only way to go. But obviously with tip now, I know we're division three, but like to call us a tier two team, I think would be you know, I don't know, would it go down well? But if, if it is, it is. Like, like at the end of the day, the dubs are so far ahead at the moment. Like, you've obviously, you've Kerry and Donegal. There's a couple of teams there, but there's this massive gap between between teams. So they have to do something, you know. But I would love I would love to see it something like this year, you know, if they can make it. I don't know what they'll do. With, like, the provincial championships obviously are special now that we won it, they are. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, like, would you make an open draw and then give it back to, I don't know, it's very, it's very hard, but I love, yeah. I love the, I have to say, I love the um, playing week on week. This waiting around for three or four weeks for a match is, is, is stupid. It's nonsensical training. It's just crazy. I know you can pick up injuries, but, you know, condense the club game, condense the inter-county into week on week and I, I think it'd be, it'd be brilliant. And obviously, they give you a two-week break to, semi-finals and final but I think if, they don't, if we don't learn um, Joe from, from, from this experience this year mm. the GA would have missed, missed a big big trick Okay very interesting so Pat yes. these, these Mayo boys they've had a lot of heartache are you going to dish out some more on Sunday what are you thinking about this game then? 
<laughs> yeah, well, look, I, I don't think any of those Tipperary players are going to be uh, afraid of that Mayo team at all. I think uh, I remember that game a couple of years ago where uh, we met Mayo, and I think Tipperary kept them scoreless. 20 minutes in the first half, 20 minutes in the second half, and Mayo had about 10 minutes of brilliance and they, they destroyed us. Um, but we've a much more, as, as Declan was saying, there's a much more experienced team there now. So I, I definitely I definitely don't think anybody's going to be afraid of that Mayo team. And yeah, their history is, is it'll follow them, I think. Yeah. What, yeah, how do you see this game as the neutral? I, I, I see it being close. I think midfield is is, is a huge... I think Casey, Colin O'Reardon and, and Stephen O'Brien are, are massive, Declan, because I think, yeah. obviously, look, Sweeney and Quinlevin are, are match winners. You've got a very dynamic half-back line. If you can win, and you see the way the game has gone, especially this year, it seems to be an awful lot more long kickouts. So if the boys can clean up in the middle of the field, supply Robbie Kiley and your half-backs with kind of go-forward ball, let Brian Fox sweep a bit, maybe, and try and hit the boys early and often like he did against Cork, you can be right, you can be yeah. right in this. I, I have it by Mayo winning by by three or four because I just think their bench is probably a bit more experienced. But you know, it, it's going to be a tight one, and, and any any given Sunday, as as, as well as documented this year, can anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. Like I think if you go back to the Cork match, you know, Cork set up they did youth, but they never really they never really went that tip. You know, whereas Sunday is going to be totally different. Like there's going to be lads bombing bombing forward. You know, uh, which is. Like the way I'll put it again, if, if we can play on the front foot, yeah. we have a chance. Yeah. If we're like if if we can get some of the dominance around the middle the middle sector, because at the end of the day, like if they start Aidan O'Shea in full forward with Killian O'Connor, our backs are going to be under a lot of pressure. Mm. So what we don't want is be under pressure like that and also having um, McLaughlin and Keegan and, and Durkin flying up through up through the gaps as well. So if we can put the, those guys on the back foot and say, right. They, they they obviously have to keep an eye on Sweeney and Quillivan. Like there's no doubt about that. But you know yourself playing Mayo, they don't care about those guys. They'll just bomb forward and they'll have a go. So if we see Mikey and Connor Sweeney out around the 45 middle of the field tracking back, we're in big bother. So we need we need to play it on our terms. And I think it's it's easy to say it, but I, I think we should just go out with the same um the same go about as against Cork. Um, deliver ball in and make Mayo backs worry. So, it, it, it's going to be around the middle, the middle sector, and it, it's it's where most games are, are won or lost. And if we can get an ample supply of ball in, we are we are going to cause serious damage. But I would worry about the you know the lads Mayo lads just bombing off and here and off, and you know that's that's a serious pace. Like, would you keep Quinn living inside, particularly next day, because if he's outside, more than likely be picked up by Durkin, and as you rightly say, yeah. he'll spend his game tracking where you know it's as a corner forward. It, it's it, you can kind of stay in the end line, and your man is less likely to go. Do they do they just start him inside with Sweeney and just leave the two of them up and let everybody else do the the, the, well, the I, trucking for them? I tell you about like you know yourself in our time in our time if the cornerback went off I let you lift him off and he got hit by someone going out the way where whereas now you have to you have to go with him and like if we see Mikey and Connor back like like those two lads would make any team in the country no no doubt about it so what do we need from them is to is to be where they're most dangerous um, it might like it might be selfish of the boys to say Jez we have to sit around here and we have to be patient I think they should do that rather than you know, rather than trying to track back and track back and track back because it's going to be it's going to be endless, um, Kieran. So I would I would put the two lads inside and if we can get ball in, but the other side of it is if we're not winning ball around the middle, they're going to be a waste inside. So it's um it's going to be very it's going to be very, very interesting. And obviously then if we're if we are winning around the middle middle third, 
Aidan O'Shea won't be too long staying inside full forward. So um, it'll be it'll be very interesting. But you know, to, to expect two guys on their own, Mikey and, and, and Connor, is probably a bit of an insult to the, the other guys. But we need these, these two lads firing. We need the ball going in properly, like the Cork game. And I, I'll finish on this gear. Like if they're not going, like they had five points in play score probably in the first twenty minutes against Cork without a hand being laid on them. Yeah. That's that's not going to happen Sunday. Hmm. So it's it's going to be different. It's going to be a different test for them, but they're well able for that too if they get the right ball in. So it'll be. I ju- I just hope, and I don't think we are. I, but I just hope we're not happy with the monster title. It's brilliant and all that, but to get to an All Ireland final, people down here are saying it already. Like, what's the point? We're going to get hammered. But like Dublin would do that to twenty-seven or eight other teams in the country. So you know, I I much prefer to be getting there and you know worry about the result then rather than be be crying on on Saturday on Sunday even and wonder what, what if you know yeah Pat it's obviously been a very strange year of sport but at least sport has happened in some kind of a way what about your world this past year I mean it, it, I, I presume complete standstill and everybody from technicians to staff working in venues to actors directors you name it must be very very worried people at the moment and, and hoping this vaccine sorts out the world very quickly but, uh, but like a devastating year yeah it's 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 been very, very, very strange to say the least. I mean, we shut down in March. Uh, we had a tour which was on the go, uh, sold out tour. That was all cancelled. And, and a lot of artists like myself, the same. And it kind of got to feel this, this thing, will, you know, it was kind of a holiday period at the start. And then it began to realize it's dragging out. And then, then when it started to become apparent that this is going to happen, this is going to go on for a long, long time, it, it got a very worrying. Thankfully, the government has come around and, and put a few incentives out there. Not everybody got the grants, but some people did start streaming. So it's brought a bit of work back into it. Right. But it's, it looks like like it's going to be, you know, even just the other day talking about the vaccine in England being rolled out and stuff. Even even with that, it looks like it'll be into next summer before even some of the summer festivals might get going some bit. But I can't see touring until the end of next year really coming back into it, you know. Right. So it's been it's been tough for everybody. Um the only guys I know that are working are sound guys that are working on the sports matches and stuff like that. <laughs> Brother-in-law of mine is a sound sound engineer for that. So uh, good for them. This, this creates a bit of work, but it has just like, it's really killed the live uh, scene. And thankfully I do a lot of film work and stuff and there's a bit of that starting to creep back in again. I finished a project in Belfast there recently. Um, and apart from that, there's nothing happening. Only. So it's, you know, it is, it's very, very tough for everyone. And how have you found it? Aside from when you can have a few drinks and watch Tipperary win Munster titles, are you are you are you sitting around bored? Are you doing a bit of writing, or how are you finding this? No, funny enough, I I was one of the lucky ones. Our company got a, a, a part of some grant from the government, which is fantastic. So we're in the process of writing and filming uh, this week and next week a project we're going streaming over the Christmas. Great. and it's kind of got us going. We're we're in the studio uh, working away because you have to keep going. You have to keep uh, putting a show together with the view that it might open up in March, April, May. Um, and if not, we'll be doing some streaming or something. And you just got to keep, it's a bit like a sportsman, you got to keep match fit. And it's funny, with music or comedy or anything like that, you do have to keep stage fit. If you don't, you kind of, you get, you get it's, it's very, very odd. Right. Um, so yeah, trying to keep it going. If you want to test your, if he wants to test his acting skills, Pat, why don't you throw on that uh, civil defence jacket there from the original Unbelievables and try and get into Crow Park on Sunday? Just barge up and pretend you own the place. Do you think if you can, if you can get into Crow Park on Sunday, there has to be an Academy Award hidden for you. I've I, I, I've I've done it before. <laughs> 
I was a great man when I was a young Flynn Turles for selling programs. He just got <laughs> <laughs> the terms of selling programs in the victory. <laughs> Uh, when you talk about being stage fit there, do you mean like your comedic timing or, or what are you talking about? Because there is a craft to it, obviously, in so many ways. Yeah, it is. It is. It's all of that. Exactly. It's it's comic timing. It's, um, uh, rea- yeah, it's it, it's all of that. It's it's just being on a stage in front of an audience. Mm. And uh, and you do, you get nervous as well. It's, it's I don't know, I, I presume sports people get the same as well. Before, if you haven't gigged in a while, you, you kind of, you start to lose your confidence a little bit. Mm. So you, and one or two shows will get that up and running again. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, we're at it long enough that you wouldn't be stage fright in such a way that you'd never work again. But it, you do just to get your timing, your your reactions with an audience, all that kind of stuff. It's it's like playing a match or playing sports. After a couple of matches, you get you get up to speed on it, and it's very much the same for us. Right, I can imagine. Listen, before we go, before we go, am I right in saying you and Brown represented Munster together up in Cross McGlen and all hell broke loose? <laughs> we did. I was looking after him. I'd say that there was. I, <laughs> I definitely wasn't fighting. I, I, I got burst. I got bursted I on your behalf. I think was it your, your man in a way came over. Was it in the big multi? Was it? Andy McNulty came over and, and uh, was giving you a bit of grief and of course I, being the, being the loud mouth that I was, started chirping back and uh, yeah, both got sent off, lying in the side of the pitch, doctor trying to stitch my eye back together. So yeah, that was a nice experience across the game. It didn't go too well after first. I don't think there was too much Kerry representation uh, to say that I was on the team at full forward in 2005 <laughs> when, when Kerry didn't even know to play me full forward until 2006. So, I, so it tells me that we were kind of stuck if I got the call. But uh, I think it was only me and Aidan were the only two Kerry lads up there. But it was, uh, it was an experience. Oh, Can you yeah. remember it? I do. I think as far as there was, a, was there a helicopter flying over as well? There too? was. There was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's, that's what I remember. Yeah. Um, it was tough. That was a tough, that was a tough gig, yeah. Yeah, they, br- they brought us to the right place, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, the fear the fear set in before we, <laughs> before we even got off the bus. But um, I'd like to say they were they were good they were good times. Like that for me, that was you know that was like monster medals and Ireland medals to to represent monster and you know to get to play with your, you guys and the Cork lads and all that. I think we you know it's pretty that that side of things has gone as well. You know they're yeah. little perks for 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 the the weaker counties again. You know, but um, I know we you, you can't fit everything into it. A calendar, but I think they're like they're special. They're special days as well, you know. Yeah, I think you could play it on All Ireland final weekend on the Saturday if they, you know, obviously we yeah. have the two teams that are in the final and try and make a, a mashup of everybody else because people are up there anyway and people might like to get a yeah. another game in because it is something that is historic in our game and it is sad to see it go because yeah, for me playing with you that day was a huge honor because you were yeah. a superstar in the country at that stage. I was trying to get on the Kerry team, so it, it does take away that that opportunity for us to to get to know each other and play with others yeah. in the province and, and the Ulster boys were always very good at pulling it together and uh, they, had a, they had a squad and a half that day I'd, I'd like to go back and get that team sheet to be honest with you yeah yeah you know well like I, I, we said there like it's, it's, it's to represent your, your, your province I always thought we, we came well together you know it was yeah um, and it's just, it was just a pity we never got the, the best of the best on the field at one time because you'd be a match for I know all the other provinces could say the same but, um, but like I said to me it's a pity that it's not it's not still going, you know, it, it was really thrown aside and same with the, Aussie, the international rules, you know, it's, it's very hard to fit everything into, but like I said earlier, if, if the GA can learn something from, from, from this yeah, year, exactly. why not? Maybe there will be gaps for, for these things to come back, you know? So fellas, thanks a million for that. Pat, what are we saying then prediction wise? Tipperary by six, seven, eight? 
Oh God! I, look, if we can squeeze by with one or two, as, as Declan was saying, <sighs> if we can hold the ball and get ahead in the first half, hold that uh, during the interval, and then do it again in the second half. Keep it all game, really. <laughs> It'd be brilliant in the dressing room, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, fellas, brilliant stuff. Pat Short, great to have you with us. Enjoy the game at the weekend. Declan Brown, brilliant to have you with us as well. Uh, thanks, thanks so much, thanks, fellas. Guys. Thanks, guys. There you are, Pat Short, Declan Brown, uh, all as part of the latest in our series of GA Roadshows in association with Supervalue, calling on GA fans across the country to support where you're from. And you can check out youtube.com Supervalue Ireland for more information. And also, by the way, check out otbsports.com. We have Bernard Brogan doing a podcast at the moment for us in association with Supervalue. The latest guest is Shane Lowry. Thank you very much. So uh, check that out as well. That was an OTB Podcast Network presentation. 